You're listening to Consider This, episode 292, for May the 25th, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. Prepare yourself for another episode of this award-winning podcast, Consider This. I'm Doug Payton, prepared to bring you my conservative commentary in a minuscule 10 minutes or less. If you're prepared to give some feedback on these or any other topics, come to the website considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback. You can find out how to get in touch, or just use the handy-dandy form right there to get your thoughts to me. That's CT as in courageous trepidation. We'll start off with a listener's experience regarding the pandemic. And we'll end with outlandish political statements. That's coming up. Just a reminder that the Consider This Facebook group is now up and running. The difference between that and the Facebook page is that you can post items there yourself. If there's an article you see or a thought you have that you think the rest of us would like to know, you can post it there. Listener Susanna is a friend of our family. She has a home sewing business where she creates handmade, one-of-a-kind bags. She also made me a custom Doctor Who fabric face mask. She also commented on the brand new Consider This Podcast Facebook group with good news she had during this pandemic. It's actually something that got its start seven months ago. My husband took a big gamble and switched jobs in October with no pay difference. Turns out that's exactly what God had planned, as his new job was not interrupted by COVID. He worked from home for a month, and then went back to work in the office. His previous job at a small flower shop had to lay off almost all employees and clothes, as it was not considered essential. We looked back at that decision many times and thanked the Lord, who sees things before we do. I know that the decision they made was with a lot of prayer. So thanks, Susanna, for sharing this answer. If you're interested in her work, go to facebook.com slash mama dinosaurs. M-A-M-A-D-I-N-O-S-E-W-S. Mama dinosaurs. She does excellent work. Back in January of 2016... During his campaign for president, Donald Trump said this in a speech, quote, They say I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters? It's like incredible, close quote. Well, whether he was paraphrasing someone else or saying it himself, it was a foolish thing to say. It actually painted his supporters in a bad light more so than him, suggesting that they would stick with him without even thinking about it. But consider this. No prominent voice out there actually said they would do that, that they'd support him even if he murdered someone. Now, this is a country of 330 million people, so you could probably find someone out there to agree with just about anything, but this was just not a factor. It was just another dumb thing Trump said. Contrast that with this. The Nation is a prominent left-of-center magazine, and in its pages recently was a column by Katha Pollitt that started this way, quote, I would vote for Joe Biden 
if he boiled babies and ate them. He wasn't my candidate, but taking back the White House is that important. Close quote. Joe Biden didn't say that. A supporter and national columnist did. Well, now, the incredible irony is this sentence in the subheadline of that column, quote, Fortunately, I don't have to sacrifice morality to political necessity, close quote. What? Your opening sentence was, was what exactly? A statement of faith? Part of your catechism? How many Biden supporters go along with this? Well, if we start with the number of them that are okay with mm, dismembering a nine-month-old fetus just seconds before being born, and subtract those that aren't cool with cannibalizing, the result, well, it's okay. Miss Pollitt was using hyperbole to make a point. But the point doesn't seem to be that far from Trump's New York murder hyperbole, except it's an actual supporter voicing it. There was, however, something that candidate Biden said that is worth highlighting. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. People on both sides of the aisle were rather shocked at this. And to his credit, Biden apologized the next day for it. But really, this did not surprise me at all. This was basically a slip-up where he expressed what many liberals and Democrats already believe. Here's a few examples. During a Black History Month gathering last February, former NFL safety Jack Brewer called Trump the actual first black president. Keith Boykin of CNN called him an Uncle Tom for saying that. Rapper Snoop Dogg has called Kanye West that same name for his support of Trump. Shortly after he was nominated to the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas attended a dinner with a few NAACP officials. He was trying to smooth things over with them, but no luck. Soon after that, he was still called a snake, a black copy of David Duke, bork in blackface, and putty in the hands of his conservative white wife. In 1991, Gary Franks, the first black Republican elected to the House of Representatives since 1932, attended his first Congressional Black Caucus. At that meeting, Franks says he was told, Gary, you're not really black. The only person I can think of that you could honestly say that about is Rachel Dolezal, the white woman who tried to pass herself off as a black woman while working at the NAACP. She's not really black. Otherwise, those other examples are of people who are black, but have different ideas from the liberal orthodoxy. It's happening now, outside of Biden's remarks, and it's been happening for decades. It's just that, as Ben Shapiro put it, Biden said the quiet parts out loud. But if you've been listening, you've heard those quiet parts for a long time now. If you watch most of the mainstream media, you either never heard about that statement by Biden, or if you blinked, you missed it. They will do everything they can do to cover for him. So, what do you think? Should diversity include diversity of thought and not just be skin deep? And remember, I want to hear your thoughts and experiences as we continue through this pandemic life. Whether it's the same as others, or unique in some way, I want to share them with this audience. Write to me or send me an audio file at consider this at ctpodcasting.com 
or call me at 267-CALL-CT0, 267-225-5280. Just a programming note, I will be off for the next couple of weeks or so. Son number one is getting married, and there are things to do around here to get ready for that. But the Facebook group is still there to keep in touch with me and other listeners. Until I return, you continue to take time to consider this.